So if you buy yourself an ND filter, yep. do yourself a favour, get yourself a decent tripod at the same time. A reasonably or, good one. Uh, just lug around, like, I, I like um, basalt blocks. <laughs> it, they don't move much. <laughs> God. <laughs> Thought you were going to talk and about a that horse. Welcome to What the Focus podcast, a podcast where we talk about photography 40 to 30% of the time, or should it be 30 to 40% of the time? Just depends on the situation, doesn't it, Benno? Well, what is time? Yep. What is time? Mm. I am your host, Adam, Adam underscore Dyson on Instagram, and this is... Ben, at Ben Cold. Ben Cold on Instagram. On Instagram. Welcome. Uh, that's, that's only one place that you can reach us. You that's can, probably the only place that you can reach me. Yeah, yeah. At the moment. You can reach us, you can reach the uh, podcast on multiple platforms. Mm-hmm. You can send us an email at whatthefocuspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, whatthefocus underscore podcast, and on Facebook, whatthefocuspodcast. I'm speaking fast. That was good, wasn't it? Mm. I've been practicing that one. You in the car for hours, yeah. hours on yeah. end, just going, "What the focus? What the focus? What the focus? What the focus? What the focus?" Like a train. Toot, toot. It did sound a bit like a train. It did didn't it? Yeah. Should put. We should just do. We should just say what the focus a thousand times on a podcast. Yeah. Well, for the whole for the whole hour. What do you reckon? Do you reckon someone will listen to it? They couldn't possibly. I don't know. Maybe. I reckon they would. There was. Uh, I saw in the YouTube thing there was a video of some guy watching some shitty dance thing for yeah. 10 hours straight it would have been like some yeah mind numbing like um kids you know like if you've seen the the two legged horse mm. it goes it'd be like watching that for 10 hours yeah nice have you heard of a YouTuber called Mr. Beast no He's a... Oh, maybe that's who did this. Probably sounds like something he'd do. He, he, video, he had like a picture-in-picture and it was him. Mm. So you're watching him watch that for 10 hours. Yeah. I think I didn't yep. click on it, but that's what the screenshot was. Yeah. So Mr. Beast, the way that... Well, not the only way that he got famous, but now the way that he gets famous is he just does stupid stuff for really long times. Um, like they went and camped on top of a mountain and it's him and like five of his friends and you know they just they get millions of views on every every video they put up but one of the main ones he did that got him really famous was he counted to a hundred thousand just in a video <laughs> and then another one he did is he said he said Logan Paul's name like a <clears throat> hundred thousand times or something like that who's another really famous YouTuber mm. yes and I think he said he might have said oh maybe he said PewDiePie actually Mm. And PewDiePie's like, well, he used to be the biggest YouTuber. Now he's the second biggest under another creator or under another corporation more than anything else. Mm. Um, but yeah, Mr. Beast is funny. He's, if you want to watch some stupid, somewhat mind numbing, but somewhat entertaining at the same time, kind of very similar to this podcast. You know, mm. we should get Mr. Beast on this podcast. Sure, he'd want to. Mm. Sure, he'd be super keen. <laughs> but yeah, he's a 21 year old kid. We'd probably like, go over it. the one hour. That we already go over. Yeah. We'd probably go over that a little bit. Especially if we're going to make him counter, you know, 300,000. Mm. Or say what the Focus podcast 300,000 times. Yeah, that's probably more. That'd be more realistic, wouldn't it? Mm. Mm. How's your week been? Really quite busy. Yeah. Um, busy's good. It busy's good, but Kinda. it's busy doing... Stuff you don't want to do. Stuff I don't want to do. Mm. Um, had So I work um, Saturday... And then I get a phone call from the neighbour saying, asking me if I wanted some mulch. Yeah. And there's um, mulch out the front now. Yeah. So you yeah. took the mulch. You took I them said, up on yeah, the mulch yeah, I'll, t- I'll take a bit of mulch. Yeah. I'll take a bit of mulch. Took a brother up. Anyway, they're like, yeah, no worries. Half an hour later, we'll, we'll, we'll bring it around the truck in half an hour. I was yep. like, okay, cool. No worries. Before you know it, it's flowing in the front door. There is literally a large full drive size pile of mulch. And I'm just like, what on earth am I going to do with all of this? <laughs> I'm going to have to eat it. Yeah, well, I'm That's not lunch. far off. Yeah, far off. Yeah. should start a fire. So down the front yard. I'm the third of the way through the backyard. Mate's taken a full ute load. And I don't think I'm quite halfway through the pile. If I had a house, I would, um, I would take some. Mm-hmm. But I don't have one. I can't really put it around the van. It doesn't really work like that. You know you could do? No. Yeah, no, this is a good idea. You could get a roll of AstroTurf. Oh, yeah. And you could glue 
Tambark, like yeah. in a nice creative landscape type line to harbour it. And then anywhere you go, you oh. can roll that out. Beautiful. You've got your own landscape lawn. Let's do that. That'd be amazing. Mm. I could have everywhere I go, I have a little little front yard. Mm. You know, just rolled out like a mat. It'd be ready, really good. Ready to go. Yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, so consequently, my one and only day off this week was mulching. shoveling mulch and weeding. So that I could then shovel mulch into that area. It was pretty much, pretty much like working anyway. Mm. Might as well went to work. You would have made more money. I would have been paid for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> slaving over the hot stove. Mm. Mm. How about you? What did you get up to? Uh, what did I do? I ran. I ran a lot. Well, for anyone that for anyone that doesn't know, I'm a bit of a runner, a bit of a trail runner. Oh, probably mostly oh, mostly a road runner, but I like the idea that I'm a trail runner. It's a bit more exciting. Um, but yeah, I did a trail race on the weekend, a bit of a short one, just a 17k with about 600 meters elevation, which was good. 600 meter, 600 meters vert. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good, good little run. Mm-hmm. Um, hour and a half ish. Um, and then, yeah, where was on. that? That was out Greensboro. Greensboro. Yeah, yeah. Really? Uh, Plenty Gorge. Green, oh, right I think okay. it's, yeah, is yeah, it Greensboro? Yeah. I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, somewhere around there. But really nice place and reason, and close. Mm. Closer than the Yangs where I was going to run a lot. So mm. maybe I'll go there and run a heap mm. just, to, just to get some trail training up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the running's, the running's fun. I'm in the process of talking with a guy who's a YouTuber, does some really nice um, creative videos about running and filmmaking and you know why he does what he does um i'm gonna see if he wants to come on the podcast no oh, sweet i haven't told you about this one yet no but um i yeah, sent, okay. him, I sent yeah, him cool. a message the other day saying mm-hmm. i really liked his work um and yeah so maybe we'll at some stage when he's in melbourne next we might rake him in yeah cool if we can mm. that'd be cool so yeah dan if you're listening yep please come on the podcast please please dan. If you don't come on, I'll be sad. Oh. Sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, um, speaking of guests, next week we've got yeah. my friend Sophie Siegel. Sophie um, Seagull. Very dear friend. Um, Car. <laughs> yeah. Does she like getting called Seagull? She's never heard that before. Oh, ever. she's never heard it, no? Yeah. Oh, cool. God, I'm pretty original. <laughs> yeah. No? She must be miss- she's missing out on my authority. Um, so Sophie has done quite a lot of different stuff. Sort mm. of out of the, she she hasn't followed the usual path, path. of a photographer, mm-hmm. um, and she's you know she's not professional, well, or working professionally as a photographer. She's probably working professionally as a mother and a um, like a disability support. Mm. Uh, because that's how you, you used to work with her, yeah? Yeah, no, to, yeah. yeah, that's where we met. We both disability support workers. Now she's more of a, um, I can't think of the word, like a... An aid. No, nah, nah, like uh, she manages uh, the, the clients. Like sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Make sure they're getting funding and making sure yeah. it's going the right place. Look, she can explain it because... She's yeah, probably going to do a better, she'll do a better job. Mm. She'll do a better job. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's done some photography with um, um, surrounding that, some documentary um, stuff, and yep. um, some personal projects around that. Yeah. Um, but she's also studied, and I think that's something that we haven't really covered. Um, so if anyone out there is listening, they're wondering whether or not to study. Uh, yeah. Could be a good one to to listen into. And uh, if, obviously, you know, as as always, if you've got any questions. Um, yeah, send them through and, and um, we'll try and cover that. Definitely. You know, whether or not it's worth your money, worth your time, um, what, you know, people get out of it or what her experience of getting out of it was. And Yep. Um, yeah, so that, that'll be good. She's just a, yeah, she's one of my best mates, but mm. um, yeah, she's, yeah, she's great pretty, fun. Great she's fun. A, she's a bit of fun, isn't she? Yeah. She's a bit of fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so that one will be out next week, literally. So if you're listening to this in the middle of June, it'll be out the following week. So make mm. sure you mm. make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to our podcast on. Um, yeah, also chuck in a like and a subscribe and a and a comment and a rate and yeah, give us some feedback. Yeah, please give us some feedback. Some Even direction. if you hate it, like yeah. just just tell us that you think we're silly and you should stop podcasting. 
But Probably don't say that. No, nah, because that's not constructive. We've got nah, nothing to do there. Give us, give us some constructive that. criticism. That'd be great. Mm. I'd be happy with constructive criticism. Mm. It'd be really good. And um, yeah, it'll be it'll be good. I'm looking forward to talking to Sophie. I don't I, I don't know if I've met her. Have I met her? Yeah, you definitely met her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe at a wedding. Uh, yeah, my wedding. Yeah. Um, we shot a, that pilot for Carnies. I think you were there for Yeah, Carnies. yeah, yeah. Carnies. Yep. Um, so she she just did some behind-the-scenes stuff there. and There you go. Um, yeah. Ripper. Yeah. That's going to be good fun. I am going to be away in Sydney, so we're going to do it do it kind of via via the telephone. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how that's going to work. Yeah, I'm looking could forward be, to working out how it's going to work. Could be the worst podcast you ever listened to. No, it'll be the best, yeah. well and truly. It'll be definitely be better than us saying what the focus, what the focus for. Yeah, for four hours, yeah. Mm. yeah. But that one's coming soon as well, trust us. Mm. I'm, mm. I'm going to do it for a whole hour. All right, I will walk away. Okay, I'll you can just, leave. You can do it yourself. Yeah, you can Let me know what's there. up and yeah. I'll just... I'm gonna do it. It's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. It's gonna be that's gonna be my birthday present to myself. That's coming up soon. It is, it's not far away. Mm. Yep. I'll probably be driving on my birthday, coming back from Sydney. Yep. More than likely? Uh, maybe not. I might come back the Sunday. And just smash it in one hit. Ten hours, done deal. Just do it. It's not that hard. Yeah. Chuck YouTube and Netflix on the dashboard and away you go. Five movies later, you're home. It's all over. (laughs) It's easy. That's living. That's when you know you've made it, when you can watch YouTube and drive. Don't do that, though. Trust me. It's not good for you. That is just an absolute recipe for disaster. (laughs) People drive off the road without doing that stupid stuff. Yeah, true. People aren't aren't as good as I am, though, at driving. Yeah. I'm a pro driver. I'm glad you're... um confident not speaking the truth yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a good point isn't it um now competition yeah uh, we're, we're still in the month of june so mm-hmm. it is currently foreground still foreground um, and so this week's feature comes from james arena photography mm-hmm. um so congratulations james we'll tuck you up there on the um on the what the focus uh, feed. Yep. And um, yeah, he's just got a, a, a really great leading line of, of this really nice sort of, you know, S Bend sort of flow thing. Great mm. colors, really nice sunset. Um, yeah, there's, there's no real major, you know, features, no. you know, no rock stacks or anything, but it's it's just really nice leading lines, really nice colors. So yep. um, yeah. It thank works. you very much, James. Thank you, everyone. Uh, who else has, has put that in there? Mm. Um, put in there. You know, keep sending them through, and um, we'll do this again one more week. And then one more week. You've got a and then we'll have monthly an actual winner. winner. Yeah, that will get something. Mm. Yeah, that'd yeah. be good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. Good work, James. That's, so, yeah. that's At a James cool Arena photo. Photography. Um, actually, yeah. I like it. Yeah. 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 Quite. Quite good. Nice work. Sick one. Sick one. Um, did you shoot this week? A little bit. I shot last weekend. Last mm. weekend, last week, yes. Mm. Yeah. So I've been shooting lately for um, Icebreaker. Heard of Icebreaker? I certainly do some, have. Do some thermals and all that kind of stuff. So they mm. sent me out some stuff um, to shoot and to, to, to kind of produce some content for them for their, I think it's for their Australian channel. Um, but I'm not too sure how it's working because they've got no photos or anything on their Australian channel on what? Instagram. So, so I don't know whether they're collecting. Instagram feed. Yeah, thing. Instagram okay, feed. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know whether they're collecting a heap of um, content before they start posting content. Probably smart. Yeah, smart. But then at the same time too, if they want you to post a photo, tag their Instagram in, why would anyone be encouraged to go over to their Instagram feed and follow them if there's no content on it. Oh, so they're already encouraging that or Yeah, or? yeah. It's, it's a strange concept anyway. It's run oh. by a marketing agency, not by... I think it's run by a marketing agency in Sydney rather than um, icebreakers directly. Mm. But, yeah, that was oh, fun. I'm sure they know what they're doing. You oh, that's good. You'd bloody hope so. Mm. Um, yeah, so they sent me out some... They make some good stuff. ...thermals for mm. a base layer for pants and base layer for... Uh, for the top half of the body. Yeah. Yeah. And the um, upper pant region. The upper pant region. <laughs> I did try cutting a hole in the crutch of the pants <laughs> and sliding that over my head, but it wasn't as comfortable as the as wearing the actual top half. Yeah. yeah. It's probably like wearing um, a 
Yeah. Pants um, pants on upside down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, pants yeah. on upside down with a hole in the crotch, yeah. 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 So if you ever, yeah, give that a go. It was fun. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, so that was that was good. Shot down Kalimna Falls and in the Otways. Kalimna again. Yeah. You like that, don't I like you? Kalimna. It's nice. Mm. Um, Many people there? No. No. Nice. Oh, there was one person there, like one couple that turned up. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, just shot there mm-hmm. and shot a couple of photos that I don't, haven't really seen before. So, hopefully it stays like that. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, looking forward to, you know, smacking them together and sending them over and, yeah, doing that doing that thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what else did I shoot? I had a couple of workshops uh, shooting around the city and in Geelong. Mm-hmm. So, I shot with those people and that was good. And that's about it. Yep. Did you shoot? Uh, I did. Mm. I did. Um, so my wife has not been complaining, but made you know comments about how I love photography, but don't take photos of the family. Yeah. And it's something that I've wanted to do. You know, because it's and it's something that I really want to get better at. And so yeah, I've, I've really been trying to um, experiment with that. And it, you know, most of it's just. We did, did go outside and do that, but but also just just the day to day, just the kids mucking around on the mat and yeah, thinking creatively about the everyday. It's cool, um, and also documenting. You know, my kids in a very fragile time in their life. Like this is great; they're changing, and yeah, um, yeah so I really want to try and capture that and um, yeah, make some memories and yeah, yeah. Nice. So playing around with that, just trying to figure out lighting, and I'm pretty close to getting a flash. Yeah, cool. Uh, speed light on yep. camera, speed light. Um, so I've been doing a lot of research on that. So yep. uh, I think I'm close to making a decision with what way I'm going to go. If anyone's got any recommendations for a Fuji mm. um, system, I think most um, of them will work manually. Uh, yeah, they'll they'll work manually with the yeah. trigger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if but you want TTL, yeah. yeah, you'll need to get a Fuji specific one. Godox are good. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, um, I'm looking at the V1, the Godox V1 yep. system. That's what I um, push you towards. Not that I know a ton about it, but I know that, yeah, Godox is affordable mm. uh, affordable and quality, kind of at a level that, that sits at a, a nice level. Yeah. For, for yeah. both both aspects, which is nice. Yeah. Mm. So the only thing I'm sort of slightly hesitant at is that it's like a, a, I don't know, in air quotes, full size speed light. Sure. Um, so on a, a you know small compact. Um, should just get a forty k HMI. That's what I get. Yeah. That should be enough. Yeah. Yeah. Just get a big Ari forty k HMI yeah. and try to attach it to the top of your camera. And yeah. Hold your camera the- without without holding the light. <laughs> My arms. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I had a. That thing is just they're just like wheeling stupid. in the sun. Well, you need you need a you need like a cherry picker to drive it around. Mm. Like you couldn't just lift it. You couldn't put it on a stand and lift it up. Have you seen them? They're stupid. Oh. They, they like emulate the sun. You get two or three of them, you can make it look. You make it daylight. Yeah. Literally at night. Um, oh, wow. We got a. I shot with a. We wanted some really like two forty frame slow mo in the studio. Mm. We needed a lot of light, so we just punched mm. a. We punched. I think we had a four k HMI. Mm. Which is which is kind of an eight K tungsten equivalent for anyone out there playing along at home. Mm. Uh, yeah, and we shot it through a big scrim, and yeah, it's nice, really nice light. You know, because obviously, want to be obviously with two forty frames a second in video, you need a four hundred and whatever. Like you need a double your double your shutter speed for your frame rate. Mm. So we needed a lot of light just to just to get it cranking. But mm. good light, but yeah, big, big. Like yeah. as big as his table. <laughs> yeah, right. And then you put it on a stand. You need two people to lift it onto the stand. Mm. And then you, like, crank a big arm to wind it up. Yeah, right. And then it has a big, um, like, a big power generator. And then you need to plug it into three-phase mm-hmm. to get it cranking. But, yeah, good. But, you know, for 300 bucks a day, I think it was. Like, <laughs> Really? Pretty, Is that it? Pretty cheap. Pretty yeah, affordable. Right. Mm. Not not mm. cheap. Um you know, and you hire it for a week or a month, and it'd be nothing. Yeah, like it's not worth buying one. I think it'd be it'd be like twenty grand to buy the thing, mm. and it's three hundred bucks a day. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was flicking through some of, um, some of the things that Bron Color make. Yeah, I'm just like Bron's good. Yeah, 
I, if, I'm if I was going to full studio for that, for fun. yeah, full studio strobes like bronze, best of the best. It's like mm. the Ferrari. You know, pro photo, pro photo are good, but then bronze like a step up from pro photo again. Mm. Um, I haven't had a lot of experience shooting with them. I have a lot of experience like assisting with bronze stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's some. They make some good stuff mm. and top dollar too, like expensive. Oh yeah, but the same kind of idea. So a guy that I used to assist with, he had like a broncolor um, flash pack that you would plug the heads into, mm. and I think it was like. 4,000 watts or something and I think to buy it outright from a shop mm. you pay 18,000 bucks mm. right or it's $120 a day to rent it why would you buy it yeah you just rent it mm. you know it's not something you get well unless it's something that you're doing all day yeah. every day he got yeah. a really good deal on it because it was it was a, a studio test or something like that so I think he he got it for like half the price mm. that that you would purchase it you know, through the shop brand new, but yeah, it's pointless unless you've got a lot of money to throw away or you're using it literally every day of the week for Mm. 12 hours a day. Yeah. You'd be pointless buying it. Yeah. I'm sure. 18 grand. Yeah. There'd be someone out there who could justify it, legitimately justify it. No doubt. There'd be people with three of them. Yeah. Mm. You know, because most of the time in a studio kind of situation, you're going to have it, you're going to have four to six heads floating mm. around mm. just punching light in different places onto a set um yeah you'd need you'd need three packs mm. which you know if you've got that money kind of laying around and you're using it and then more than likely too you're shooting on a really expensive camera you're not just you're not just shooting on everyday cameras you're also shooting on like a phase one you're doing some medium format stuff mm. Mm. um you're shooting like top level advertising or portraiture mm. you know you need that kind of equipment yeah I think Tom was saying a couple episodes ago about a guy in um, New York City that shoots like two or three jobs a year and mm. gets paid twenty five grand a day to shoot, mm. you know, something crazy like that. And it's like that's that's the kind of person that that owns a Phase One and has a full bronze kit, yeah, um, and loves it. But yeah, makes it their own. But yeah, Bron definitely definitely the best best oh, pro photo attachments are probably really good. I don't mind the Bron attachment, like the way that the, the modifiers clip onto the front of the mm-hmm. strobes. Um, yeah, so I haven't really played with much photography studio stuff. I've played yeah. with, you know, film lights and that sort of stuff, yeah. but I've never really played with the photographic stuff. I just did it for the cash money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, and because I half enjoyed it. And mm. it's fun just talking <clears throat> with people. Like most of the most of the people that I've assisted for are you know, obviously professional photographers and they've been professional photographers for a really long time. Mm. So, you know, you can kind of talk to them about photography and they're just into photography as you are and it kind of bounces back and forth and before you know it, you've, you know, you've you've spent the whole day with someone that's quite just as interested in photography as you are. Mm. You've just talked about photography all day and, you you know, your 10-hour day is turned into nothing. Yeah. Just gone. It's a good day. Because it's fun. Mm. You know, you're not just sitting around a factory getting told off for being on your phone mm. steel chief I used, to, <laughs> I used to work at a place called steel chief in ballarat if anyone if anyone works at steel chief in ballarat and listens to this podcast good on you yeah <laughs> moving on yeah so meeting veg this week mm. i wanted to ask you i like questions yeah what what um what makes you press the shutter? What like or what makes you go out and shoot? What's what's the you know where is your heart and soul in your photography? Why do you do it? I was gonna I was gonna answer answer it very like practically. It's like wow, my brain tells my arm to move my finger and then it presses it down at a gentle rate. Mm-hmm. What tells your brain to press it? Um, it's tricky because like I've, I've thought about it a little bit in the last 15 minutes that you've told me about this this little question that you're going to spring on me mm. but it, it's probably more to do with that I, I think throughout my life I've always wanted well I've always had a lot of different creative outlets mm. so like for for people that, that know me reasonably well I rode BMX until I was like 28 um, from about 16 before that I was right into art and photography and all that kind of stuff when I was in when I was in high school and, mm. and primary school like I was always art throughout throughout primary school and high school never did really all that well at, at maths and English 
And it was always kind of, I always needed some sort of creative outlet and whether that was the art or photography or whether that was um, the BMX stuff. Mm. And then mm. even even now, like, you know, moved into skydiving and I've done a couple of hundred skydives and now even into running, like I see running as somewhat of a, a bit of a creative outlet, um, especially when it comes to the trail stuff because you, you kind of, in a way, it sounds a bit wanky, but you're kind of choosing your own adventure and it's mm. kind of pushing, you know, pushing the limits of what you think you can do. And that's, that's what really interests me about, even about photography as well, is that I would have never thought if I, when I first met you in uni mm. um, 10 years ago, I would have never thought in 10 years time, I'd be, I'd be a landscape photographer. I would have never thought that. Mm. Uh, I would have thought that by now I'd be working in films whether I'd be in Australia still or whether I'd be overseas, mm. um, I thought I thought I'd be yeah working in films for sure. Mm. But it's it's that creative outlet that really that drives me, and it's just it's chasing that perfect shot. And it might not be the perfect shot in anyone else's eyes, but it's the perfect shot in your own eye. Mm. Um, and it comes it comes down to the amount of times that you visit a location, and you know you might get there and it'll be won't be great. But then the next time it'll be perfect and you've gone back, you've shot the exact same composition and and then it's better than it was the last time. Mm, mm. So I think that's my main driving force mm. is is the the pursuit of finding something better. Yep. Uh, yeah, and when it if it gets to a point where I don't find that all that interesting. And, you know, everyone goes through this motivational highs and lows of, of, of anything they do, I think. Uh, mm. And if they don't, then good on you. You're a freak. <laughs> I want to, I want your brain on my brain. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I need, uh, yeah, my, I think, I think if you can always be motivated, you're doing, you're doing something really right. Like you've, you've really got your, you've really got your shit sorted out, but for me, I'm always up and down with, with motivation. Like one month yep. I'll be super motivated and be like, shoot, 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 shoot. And then like lately, um, been focusing on other things, been focusing a lot on the podcast uh, and on other, you know, projects as such. Mm-hmm. And it's it's half taken away from the photography and it's not like I'm not still interested in it. Mm. I'll, spend, I'll spend an hour every night scrolling through the popular feed on Instagram and just looking at amazing landscapes. Mm. But- it's it's still it's still a tricky one to get motivated at times too. So, mm. but yeah, definitely the reason the main reason is just that that pursuit of of chasing something a little bit more exciting. Yep, yep. What about you? What's your what's your driving driving force? Force. Yeah, I mean, I mean for me, it's you. yeah, it is the creative outlet. Mm. Um, I think the the more you use the camera, it kind of you definitely start seeing the world differently. Mm, definitely. Um, you know, details reveal themselves. Um, you almost, you know, walk around the day-to-day and just live your life through this ever-scrolling composition. Mm, mm. Um, you know, as you're walking down the street, you're sort of, you're walking through composition to composition to composition. You, yeah. sort of, you, you can kind of... Yeah, it all sort of makes itself shown to you and stuff. And I, I kind of like that, you know. It's Drugs are expensive, so mm. you don't have to, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, last so this is last the, time I checked, yeah, mm. they're not cheap. Yeah, well, yeah, it's been a long time for me. But anyway, yeah. the, um, um, so I, 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 I kind of like that um, altered reality or slightly altered reality, but almost like a, a hyper real reality. Yeah, nice. um, that, that you get just from putting the the photography hat on, mm. um, yeah, yeah. And for me, landscape was, um, you know, it's as much about exploration, exploring new locations, and just experiencing that, um, you know, that that environment. Whether it's you know through woodland or the you know seascape or yeah yeah um, you know wherever you are anywhere um, and like I also really like um, like travel and street photography travel I've never been all that serious about it's more no. about you know whatever um, and street I'm sort of um, I've always enjoyed doing it um, 
yeah, and I'm sort of hoping to to be able to make more time to to do a bit more street because yeah, I, I just love the um like the people watching, just watching people do their things, yeah. picking moments, capturing them. Yeah, um, you're sort of capturing people and doing their every day, mm. but their every day is um it it you know and it all comes down to that um seeing those or having those details revealed to themselves like people's mm, every day mm. is much it's always things. different everything's different to different yeah people, you, can, you can find interest in it mm. um even though it looks like they're just bending over to pick up a bit of paper and put it in the bin yeah um you know they might be more to that in the way you know might be how they are or what they're dressed in doing that or whatever it is or yeah it's funny Light that you mention. Like, it's funny that you mention like people watching because I think, as a whole, people are really drawn to every time. Well, a lot of people that I know, especially in the creative industry, they'll if you walk into a restaurant, ninety percent of the time I'll always sit where I can see the most people because mm, mm. I just want to look at everything. Mm. You know? So like when I get stuck in a corner, I'm just a bit. I'm kind of a bit anxious because I've got nothing to look at. I think that's the ADD coming out of me too, but. No, I, I, yeah. I think I just like I just like watching people and seeing what's going to happen. You can see the full room from the corner. Well, not if you're stuck behind a wall. Well, nobody puts baby in the corner. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> dirty dancing, mate. Hey, got to watch some dirty dancing. I'm going to send it. to Oh, you. I haven't seen it. Do you want me to play it right now? No, no, I'm, I'm good. Track it I'm down. Good, thanks. Yeah, I'll put it over the top of the podcast. No, mm. I'll probably get copyright infringement only. Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think that's I think that's good. It's a good reason to mm. to track down what you want to do. And what makes me push that shutter is, I don't know, obviously it's very different from street to landscape to travel. Mm. Um, street and travel or mm. people focus, it's more of a an event. Yeah. Whether that's, you know, it's not necessarily a, a march or a sh- concert or that sort of event. It's like an event of the, of the person's Putting that piece, put, of, paper that piece the, of paper in the bin, you know, bin. just those mm. sorts of things. And then landscape, it's, um, yeah, something else. I don't know. Pretty. Mm. It's pretty. Well, it's got to be pretty, doesn't it? And that's... Mm. A mood, I think. I think I'm probably driven by mood landscape. Yeah. So that mood. Yeah. I've never really thought about it. No, so I haven't thought about it either. Yeah. Head, but I think it's, I think it's a, a mood, I think a vibe. Mood, vibe. light. Like mm, light the composition, yeah. the the feeling. Mm. I think every every image that I take has a, has a different feeling and a different way that it kind of presents itself. Mm. And it's yeah, it's just trying to find that right feeling for that particular image. Mm. Like it might not. This is where it's. This is where it. You know, I tell people in in landscapes, it might work really well in this direction, but then it might look even better if you just turn yourself around and face in a different direction or or, mm. or move a certain element in front of the frame or frame it up with a certain element instead of just stepping in front of that element and that's where yeah, you've got to kind of think a little bit outside of the box and and go yeah just just think differently mm. and that's what that's what turns a a snapshot into something a little bit more purposeful yeah and i, and I think a lot of like mountainous views mm don't always make the best photos. It's a pretty view, but they mm. don't always make the best photos. Mm. These grand vistas. Yeah. Yep. And, I, and I think I'm, I'm just waxing lyrical now, like yeah. just top of my head. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if it is the fact that you're, you're observing that valley, let's yep. say, it's a, you know, um, from a distance. Yeah, sure. Whereas if you were down in that valley shooting... A part of it yeah you're in it you're in it and you're experiencing it and so I, I think the thing that makes landscape photography more interesting than mm. say the view shot mm. um, is is capturing that mood and mm. trying to recreate that mood and I think yeah that's that's what makes you because there's times where I've gone places I'm yeah. going yeah this this is this will I'll get something out of this and you pulled the camera I've out walked around yeah never, never that looks terrible well, I, just I, ne- I don't take a photo. Yeah, definitely. I don't take a photo. Yeah. I want to take a photo, but I don't. I always find that funny and, with um, uh, with like 
people that don't know too much about photography, they'll, you know, like for example, in, in Port Arlington where my parents are, you know, they, so one of my parents' friends have a place in the main street that they're building mm. and it's quite high. It's as high as a pub. Like it's really quite high. It's a good 20 meters off the ground. They've got a few apartments above it and they're building it it's like three quarters of the way done and you know they're like oh it's gonna it'll be an amazing view up there i should get you up there with the camera mm. and it's like yeah it, it's an amazing view through your eyes but the minute you pull your camera it just it just won't look any good mm. so yeah i'm happy to come up and have a look but mm. i'll take the photo it's not it's not going to look it's not going to look like you're seeing it with your eyes mm. Mm. and that's the thing that you got to understand sometimes so you kind of got to pick your battles mm. There'll be you, more of that lifestyle yeah, pick rather than a exactly. Yeah. So like certain locations you're going to go into, and you 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 better off just enjoying it. Mm, mm. And, and sure, take a couple of pictures on your phone, take a couple of snaps, but don't stress yourself out about really getting involved with the location and, and yeah, getting somewhat anxious and, and upset that you can't find an amazing picture just mm. because sometimes locations just don't work. Mm. And mm. then on the on the flip side, there'll be locations that don't look great to the eye, but the minute you chuck a wide-angle lens on, get really low to that rock in the foreground, mm. it's got this perfect leading line that leads Start into this amazing and tree, and then there's elements. a lightning bolt and a unicorn and a rainbow mm. and a pot of gold, mm. and it looks amazing. Mm. But the minute you stand up and look at that exact same that exact same view through through your eyes, it just doesn't look that good. Mm. And this is this is a great thing about photography is that we can, especially landscape photography, is you can kind of mould a situation to work really, really well. Mm. And and but then at the same time too, you flip it around. Sometimes it just looks rubbish. Yeah. And you're well, better off just giving yeah. up and and just enjoy the situation for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. like to if if it's not sunset, because obviously at the end of sunset is dark. You yes. can't see anything. Yeah. Um, but I do like taking a few minutes at the at the end of yeah. You know, a shoot just just to sort of breathe in the air yeah. and really soak up the thing. So it's not all just you know captured in pixels. I can sort of try and yeah, yeah. You know, have a moment with it and and yeah. I think that's an important experience that thing. That's yeah. an important one as well because I, the majority of my landscapes, a lot of the time, well, I would say, I'd say eighty percent of the time, I shoot on my tripod, mm. uh, like a like a lot of landscape photographers do, mm. and I'll always set my camera up. Most of the time, I'll find a composition that I'm really happy with, especially if I'm shooting at sunrise or sunset, mm. and then I'll just, I'll, it'll stay in that that location. Mm. And I'll get I'll get the one shot that I've really refined and sorted out, mm-hmm. and then when I get that shot, I might run around and get another shot. But often I get the one shot and I'm happy. Yeah. And yeah. from there, so I'll set my camera up on the tripod. Settings are all set. Everything's ready to go. And all I'm doing is every couple of minutes I'm taking a photo. Mm. Then in between those shots, I'm just enjoying what I'm looking at. Yeah. Nice. Because if I'm that happy with the composition, then I can actually stand, walk around. And mm. I often walk a lot when I take photos because, you know, you got to get those steps up. Yep. And, um, you know, the Garmin watch is going to tell you off if you don't get the 12,000. Got to get the 12. Mm. Got to get the 12. I um, need to take like 14 steps to the toilet. Yeah. Busting. That's going to put a few. <laughs> you need to stop drinking while we while we bloody do these podcasts, mate. Well, I didn't. I just, I nah. just I didn't prepare. You're right. You should just wet yourself. I should just That'd be myself. more fun. I probably could. Should do it. Probably got some adult nappies around here somewhere. Yeah, do that. Should do that. Yeah, you want to do that? That could be a great podcast. Go. I'll just talk to you guys. Do 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 so, it's right, so what happens is mm. I drink a lot of water mm-hmm. before we podcast. Yes. Because I'm conscious of the- Hydration. You know, yeah, you know that tacky mouth- Yeah, yeah. Dehydrated. You can hear if someone's dehydrated and they're like- Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just don't, <laughs> don't want to be that guy. It's a terrible noise. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. It's good. No, nah, I, yeah. I think that's the way to do it. But you know, I, I reckon you should just start wetting yourself. That'd be the best way to do it. 
Probably at more entertaining for the viewers. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we'll do it probably mainly do it when the guests are in, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just say, look, he just has a problem. It's just the way he is. Yeah. Don't judge him. So my eyes will glaze over. Yep. Not Little let a, grin. Not let, a ju- <laughs> <laughs> not let a judge people nowadays about that stuff, can you? You're not allowed to do it. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Good, good. No, I think that's um, that's mm. the way. Mm. So the next thing I wanted to talk about, and this is, this is something that I brought up literally probably 20 minutes ago as well, but mm. uh, is is a lot to do with... Just with just with the basics of, of long exposure, mm. this is kind of where a couple of weeks ago uh, Ben deep dived into his post production workflow. I wanted to kind of deep dive a little bit, probably not probably not as deep. I don't want to be down with the octopi. Mm. Octopi, yeah, that's plural, isn't that's, it? That's multiple octopuses. Yep. Yeah, multiple octopuses. And well, multiple um, octopi, really. Multiple octopi. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's a speech pathologist out there somewhere that's that's cringing at our pronunciation. Do you think there's a speech pathologist with a lisp? You'd hope so. Mm. Yeah. How good would that be? Very good. Yep. Yep. Good old speech pathologist, eh? Hey? Pack of animals. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Um, yeah, so long exposure. So I, I think this is... This is this is a thing that that not confuses people, but but it's definitely where people's heads kind of tick over, and they go, "Wow, it looks so cool! How do you do that?" And um, you know, a lot of the time, basically, you set your camera up on tripod, you mm-hmm. set your your base exposure, and what I always say to people is that, especially when you're trying to first judge your first long exposures, when you you know you don't have any experience in it, is I always set, find yourself a composition that's going to work for a long exposure. So obviously, if you're in a city, there's no one moving, there's no one on the streets, there's no cars, there's no clouds in the sky. There's no point setting your camera up and doing a thirty second exposure. Like mm. It's somewhat going to be kind of pointless. Mm. Uh, at the same time, too, it might not be pointless. Going back on myself, in that what I like about long exposures is throughout that exposure, the light will change direction throughout the scene yeah and that's where i think long exposures work really well as as a a different technique to kind of light especially for landscape photography is to light elements in different areas Mm. at the same time too if you've got a 30 second exposure and you're for half the exposure the the scenes in cloud and then the second half it's all in light it, it kind of creates this different look again yeah, yeah 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 so what i always say to people is is make sure that you set your shot up for a long exposure like you want to have some rocks in the foreground with some water around them you want to have some cars moving with car trails mm. like from the back of their lights or you know you might have a really cloudy day and with some really fast moving clouds and that, yeah. and that looks really cool as well all right so all those are capturing the motion within the yeah. The scene. Yeah. So a lot of the time, yeah. a lot of the time, obviously the shutter speed is is pretty much capturing the motion. So if we're shooting a bird flying through the sky, you're going to use four thousandths of a second. Yeah. If you want to capture the water movement, you're going to shoot somewhere between one second and and All thirty right, so, seconds. So what do you what do you define as a long exposure? Oh, kind of anything that you can't handheld. Okay. So. Well, depends on what camera you have. Mm. But anything you can't handheld on a camera that doesn't have a stabilized sensor more than anything. Mm. So I would say anywhere from anywhere from probably a quarter of a second up. Like my point is, is, is long exposure photography, is that a camera setting focused thing, like a technique focused thing, or is it more yeah. of a, an aesthetic? I would think it's more an aesthetic. It's probably an aesthetic, yeah. I think traditionally long exposure would be long, mm. like 30 seconds and above. Mm. Uh, tradition, well, Four hours, probably. Probably 20 hours. Yeah. I've, I've always Days. thought this is this is something I've really wanted to do for a really long time. Well, Hubble. Hubble, he takes Hubble. photos, what, 22 days or something? It does. Yeah. Long ones. It's just a bunch of dots. Yep. Silly Rubbish. Bunch. Yeah, big long <laughs> lens shooting Pluto <laughs> right mm. in the back end of galaxy mm. but the world's flat isn't it so 
That's because we're looking at it through a TV, 2D. We won't get into that discussion. For the record, I don't think the world's flat. I think everyone that thinks the world's flat is a bit silly. No, I think here at What The Focus podcast, we've talked about this in the past, the Earth is a dodecahedron. Yeah, it's a big, big (laughs) stupid square-edged thing. We'll be in the end if farming keeps going the way it's going. Yeah, true. Keep flattening the edges of the Earth off. Yep. Flatten that bit off, flatten that bit off. Mm. Um, I heard a really cool thing, Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about the Earth real quick. Um, he's an excitable guy. He's, he's someone who doesn't lose motivation. He He's on it all the time. Oh, yeah. I need to talk to him. Yeah. He'll give me some motivation. So he was saying, how crazy is this, all right? He was saying if the Earth was compressed down to the same size as a pool ball, like a cue ball from mm. a pool table, mm. it would be just as smooth as a cue ball. So all yeah, well, that makes sense. All the heights of the mountains and the very bottom of the Marianas Trench oh, right, okay. wouldn't wouldn't even resonate as any texture on a ball, on on uh, on a compressed version of the Earth right down to that same size. Crazy, hey? Crazy thing to think about. Mm. There you go, something for you guys to lay in bed and stare at the roof about. I think he's wrong. Well, the, no, actually, don't you dare say that about I think Neil. the pool ball he's talking about is the one that's been smashed around the pub for a while it's yeah a few probably. nicks and chips it might in have it. a few tiny ones because you got you got Everest at one end yeah and then you've got the Dead Sea you know yeah but think about the size of the earth compared to that compared to that height and yeah. I'd like to I'll bring you the I'll bring you the facts I'll show you I'll chuck them in the description below if I can find them in time which I probably won't be able to but it was on I don't know. I think it was on... Probably Joe Rogan. No. Oh, actually, it could have been on Joe Rogan mm. on one of his because he's done three. Mm. Um, so, yeah, have a look at Joe Rogan's podcast. You've got nine hours to listen to a podcast. Mm. Three hours on each, I think it is. Uh, yeah. And send me over. There's like, an eight, I think, 800 and something episode, 1100 and 1300, I think they are, mm. from memory. Mm. I'm just straight off the top of the head. Yeah. Have a listen. Let us know. There we are. What were we talking about? Long exposure. Yep. <laughs> we really got off topic there. The, didn't we, the hey? long, the long version. The long version of the long exposure. Mm. So yeah, set yourself up for the long exposure. Get get some movement. We need some sort of movement in the shot. Well, all right. Yes, and we'll get back onto that. But mm. another time, and this is probably uh, an anomaly, mm. but one time where I'd recommend long exposure, mm. and that is if you've got, say, your cityscape, it's mm-hmm. got empty streets. Mm. Um, there's no clouds in the sky or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yep. But you've got two people that are just annoyingly lingering. Yep. Long exposure will help to get rid of those people. Yeah, definitely. I did a shot in... So if you do have a moving subject, car... Probably not a car, a car from a distance, maybe an ant. An ant, you'll probably be able to. Probably, yeah. probably a car in the in the daytime for sure. Absolutely, yeah. if it's moving through the shot. If you did, if I think that if you've got a super busy location, I did a really, mm. I did a shot at um, Cross Redeemer in Brazil, and mm. I set myself up in the middle, thirty second exposure. And most of the people are gone. Mm. Mm. It looks great. Yeah, right. But it was the busiest place I've ever been. Eh? You're mm. scrounging through elbows and get out of the way get out of the way from me but uh yeah so that's a good one as well is is you can use long exposure for anything you don't need to necessarily always have to have that movement but yeah if you're trying to remove people it's it's a good one to do as Mm. well Mm. but yeah basic long exposure though or a standard long exposure yeah yeah, yeah. like set yourself up with where you can find some movement throughout the scene Mm -hmm. um water cars and clouds, kind of the main ones, I guess you could say, especially for landscape stuff, landscape, cityscape. So I guess from there, what we're trying to do is we're trying to find like a base exposure. So let, let's say, for example, we've set our, set our camera up at 100 ISO, gone F11, pretty kind of standard middle of the range setting. Uh, and then we're, our, our base shutter speed mm-hmm. is, is 30th of a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's say, for example, we've put on a 10-stop ND filter and... I guess, I guess from there, what we're trying to do is we're trying to bring our exposure down 10 stops in exposure. So we've got to bring our shutter speed. And this is where people get kind of not so much stuffed up with long exposure, but this is where they get a little bit confused is that they think they need to adjust other settings as well. Mm-hmm. But pretty much all you've got to do, especially if you're on a tripod, mm. 
majority of the time depending on your situation of course mm-hmm. but most of the time I, I will always set my arse I was low as I can go mm-hmm. I'll set my F stop around F11 to mm-hmm. get as much Whatever depth of field for the yeah you want. but yep. most of the time it's going to be F11 yeah. to be honest yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't need a lot higher than that especially on a crop sensor mm. you can get away with a little bit more mm. um, on the full well, frame F11 on a crop sensor is like an F an F16 like anyway 90, 97 or something yeah it's an F412 yeah. yeah but yeah because you know far superior technology for landscape photography the old the old crop centers if anyone yeah. wants a pin sharp image from front to back even at f2.8 you can mm. focus on the foreground and it'll still flow all the way through yep just ask any APSC shooter yep yeah and they will far superior defend it yes. <laughs> as far as they can but it's funny how it works because it seems to be only Fujifilm shooters <laughs> because no one would no one would rant that much about how good a Canon crop sensor camera is because it's not. Nah, if you're a nah. Canon shooter, then you're you, shooting you, crop. You don't tell people that you shoot crop. No, you just don't tell people. Yep, you because just don't. or you, you shoot know, on a seven on day. Yeah, you know, oh, seven yeah, days yeah, are seven, okay. Seven days are alright. Yeah. yeah, not too bad. Mm. Um, yeah, back to long exposure, but. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, the uh, what the focus tangent has gone off on. And before you focus, I, I gotta go. Where you can do you? Really? No, I don't. Really. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I'll show you a way. Yeah, raising my hand, get mm. down on your hands and knees and clean. You used the to floor. when you at festivals, you used to count the. Dun, 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 you had the portaloo and yeah, it drops down. Got eleven. Did you? So speaking of F11, you got 11. Jeez. Yeah. There you go. I'm pretty sure it's metal worthy. That's a few. Mm. I have no idea what you're 56 talking about. 56 seconds. Anyway. There you go. <laughs> so camera on a tripod, set your settings up. You're, you've got your base exposure, 30th of a second, press your button. Done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Screw your ND filter on. Take another picture. All right. Especially when you're starting out because then you can kind of, you can understand why it's dark. Right? Mm-hmm. So that, that image is going to be 10 stops too dark <laughs> yep. for this particular situation. Yep. Then from there, wherever you've got your shutter dial allocated to, every, mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. camera is kind mm-hmm. of different. Um, Canon's on the front dial, Nikon it's on the back dial, Fuji it's wherever you want to put it. I think you can put it on the left dial if you really wanted it to be. But mm-hmm. you're going to bring most cameras set up so that every time you click any click the the shutter dial three mm-hmm. three clicks it's going to come down a full stop mm-hmm. so find which way you can your camera's going down and we're going to click it down three stops 10 times so you're going to click 30 stops down or 30 clicks down on 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 in, on the shutter dial wheel yeah and that's going to bring it down 10 stops so instead if of having if that's confusing a stop a lot is basically double what it is isn't it so it's 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 Half as half as bright every yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's what's the what's the curve? It's a it's a bell curve. Is, it is log, that right? Logarithmic. It's logarithmic, not not linear. linear. You got linear and log. Linear. So it's logarithmic rather than Maybe. a linear curve. I don't know. Nah, whatever. I was probably having a little bit too much of that. That wacky tabacky. <laughs> <laughs> when I was learning that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wacky and I just never, never went back yep. never revisited no. uh, <laughs> that's just life isn't it mate the yeah. old wacky tobacco don't look back got yeah. you sorted out now you've got two kids well, actually shrooms got me sorted out yeah <laughs> yeah good point yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, no I did after that I, I done the hell I was like well I've, beautiful I've seen well yeah. beyond this universe well I'll be well in the you know few over and that Lost was all physical form. And that was all Ben's. That was that was Ben's last week. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Look at him now. He's really turned his life around. No I'm kidding. A few yeah. years ago. Many, many, many years ago. <laughs> many moons ago. Yep. Mm. Um, yeah. So sending you questions about yeah. hallucinogenic substances. <laughs> there we go. Um. I might even do some on the podcast <laughs> if you're liking. I, uh, yeah, I've seen what yeah. there used to be saying. I don't need to yeah. do any more here. I'll see some stuff. I'm yeah, done. I'll go on. I've done anything like that before. I'll be your um, your your buddy, your your safety yeah. coach, yeah, mm. my wingman. Mm. Mm. So yeah, thirty clicks down, and and ninety nine percent of the time, depending on your ND filter, some ND filters are are not as true as they should be. So some of them might be eleven stops. Others might be nine stops. Mm. So they might not always be 10. So then from there, what the best way to do is click your 30 stops down 
Mm. Um, or your 30 clicks down on your shutter dial wheel mm-hmm. and snap off another one. Double check your exposure and and then and then assess whether you need to go darker or lighter again. All right, you might need to, need to go one stop either way, possibly. Mm-hmm. So what are you, what are you trying to do? Situation. So you've got your base exposure without the ND filter at one thirtieth mm. of a second. Yeah. Then you put the ND ten stop ND or six mm. stop ND or whatever you've got yep. um, on, mm-hmm. um, and what are you trying to do with that ND filter? So we're just trying to kind of get correcting exposure again. We're trying to correct the exposure, aren't we? Yeah. 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 Now you're capturing motion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So everything, obviously, everything that moves within the scene is going to move. Everything that stays still is going to stay really still. Yeah. All right. So unless you've got a shitty tripod. Yeah. That's the case. If you buy yourself an ND filter. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Get yourself a decent tripod at the same time. A reasonably good one. Uh, just lug around like I, I like um, basalt. <laughs> Blocks, <laughs> it, they don't move much. <laughs> God, <laughs> thought you were going to talk and about a pack that horse. Get yourself a pack horse. <laughs> you were going to talk about that PVC pipe and you fill up with <laughs> the concrete. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just weigh it down. Lug it in over your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. God. Oh, it's getting too late for podcasting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, mm. Yeah, so, every, as I said, everything that moves is going is gonna, to is gonna move and everything that stays still is going to stay still. Mm-hmm. And and this is where, this like as I said before, this is exactly where you've kind of got to take your judgment and go, do I want it longer or do I want it shorter? And that's, yep, 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 that's yep, where yep, you yep. can cut yourself off and you set. Yeah. And so longer or shorter, that's uh, like a, you know, a creative decision and aesthetic. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So you might not, for, for this particular long exposure, you might want to use, and this is a good thing to experiment too, especially if you've got the filters with you. So, you know, use use a 10 stop mm-hmm. and you, on the same situation, you use a six stop and on the same situation, you might use a three stop mm-hmm. and then see which one you like the most. Mm-hmm. And then and then figure that out and go okay. I, I prefer one second shutter speed over fifteen second shutter speed. Mm. So I'm not going to shoot all that much fifteen second shutter speed, but I do like the I do like the thirty second shutter speed. That looks cool too. Yeah. And it all depends on your creative choice. Mm. And this is where you can get really creative, especially with long exposure. You can kind of get a lot more creative with with the flow, with the way the clouds move, with the way the cars trail through the scene. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of creative outlets where. With normal photography, especially if you're hand-holding photography, you've got the one shot and and you can't really... You can do a little bit of creative stuff to a certain extent, but not as nowhere near as much as you can as you can with long exposures. Yeah. I mean, you can pan, so that kid on the bike that's riding through, but that takes a lot of skill and luck, I think, to to Especially if you're shooting on a 600mm with the two times on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're going to struggle. I can shoot that from, from a hip pretty... It's not that hard, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I don't I'm pretty awesome. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm better than most people at everything. Yeah. I, I don't doubt that. Um, <laughs> I do. Yeah. I definitely do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, long exposure, I'll tell you what I've learned. Mm. And some of it is quite learned. recently. Yeah, is it a T or an ED? Who knows? Speech pathologist? Speech pathologist. Right might. in. Yep. Um, is that... Longer is not necessarily better. Mm. So when I first started shooting long exposures, yeah. I'm like, oh, always right. long. So I've got, I've got up until thirty seconds, and I've got bulb. Yep. Um, until you go to Fuji, and then it just changes your life. Yeah, just change it thirty minutes. I think it's fifteen. All out to fifteen. Mine's thirty. You can. Yeah, I you reckon sure? I got a Fuji XT3 Mark II. Oh, but, you know, <laughs> XT3 Mark II. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so long long is not always better, but sometimes no. it is, and it's just a different look. So Chris Hawley, our um, dear friend, mm. uh, who uh, we interviewed back in episode six, I think, with Elle. Yeah, back in the day. Um, he's just recently posted a photo of the 12 Apostles, I think. Arch. Yep. The Arch. Yep. Really? Yeah, it was... Oh, he might have done another one, but I th- I think I know the one you're talking about. Oh, okay. Continue. That looks to be around a 30-second exposure, because mm. the... 
all the the ocean swells a real milky sort of and, mm. and, and it creates this real ethereal um slightly surreal really calming sort of definitely effect now if he took that obviously at one sixtieth of a second it stops the water or one two fiftieth of a second it stops the water then you get all that frenetic energy of of the water reacting to yeah. any anything that's solid so the any of the twelve apostles or whatever yep um and then more recently for flow so to get the yeah. the motion in the ocean the motion in you, it, i like it yeah you you're looking at sort of a third to one and a half seconds two yeah. seconds depending on it how might even be less it could be moving. a tenth could be a tenth of yeah, a well, second it's fast mm. moving water yeah and and so that creates um a nice sort of yeah a nice sort of flow yeah creative um, creative kind of pattern in the foreground or yeah, yeah yeah yep. um and so you don't need a tensile nd to shoot long exposure um flows yeah or shorter shorter long exposures definitely yeah, not. No. yeah yeah yeah. Ne- no. yeah necessarily i think most Depends of the time what you're doing what most you're of the time you can get away especially with flow stuff if you're shooting at sunrise and sunset all right you could get away with having a polarizer, which is pretty much like a 1.5 stop ND filter in mm. a way. You could just get away with shooting a polarizer. And yeah. most of the time you could probably push push yourself all the way to one or two seconds uh, at sunrise or sunset with just a polarizer. Yeah. And that's a lot of the time that, that's, how I, that's how I shoot at the moment. And I think, you know, for that too, like if yeah, if you don't have an ND filter and you want to take a slightly longer exposure, you can always push your and and you don't have the um, the time in your exposure mm. settings or whatever because it, it just ends up being too bright. Yeah, you can always push. So, good rule of thumb with landscape photography, and it depends on the focal length of the lens yep um but to to not really shoot too much past say f13 f14 otherwise you can introduce diffraction which is like a softening of you know the what's what's acceptably in focus yeah Um, i say you can i say you can push to 16 it depends on a longer lens i think you can push to 16 on a wider angle unless i'm getting i still push the ass about but i'd I'd say most most of the time like ideally you want to shoot somewhere between f8 and f16 yeah, okay. It, like, you, you you might get a tiny bit of diffraction at 16, but, mm. yeah, it, it's going to be much better than if you shoot all the way up at 22. Like, 22 is going to be rubbish. Yep. 16 is going to be the second best rubbish, but still manageable. Mm. And 11 might be the best. Yeah. But it depends on the lens, too. Every lens is different. Yeah. As you said. That's so what I'm going to say is, yeah, you can take two exposure, multiple exposure, and just push that four if you're just trying to get a bit of flow. Yeah. You can always push that sort of flow in the water into an F22 because yes. you've already got motion in there. You don't need pinch up focus for that. Yep. Um, so you can take, you know, the rest of the scene at whatever mm. um, and for capturing a little bit of motion, um, you know, to get to get you in the sort of the two, three second Yeah, range. you can so go all the way to 22. Yeah, you can, can punch yeah. it out of 22 or 32. No. So the cannon is at 32. Yeah, I think some of them... 100mm macro out of 32. Yeah, macros might. And some of the really cheap lenses do at the longer... I think the longer end, they push a bit further. Mm. The really cheap kit lenses, but most stop at 22. Mm. On on medium format, they push to 32 because you get the opposite opposite way of of thinking. Uh, So your 32 is really a 22 on a full frame equivalent. Um, yeah, I don't think we need to do this. Yeah, now. complicated. Yep. Mm. We've already spoken about medium format. So if you're interested in medium format, I think mm. we did a what's in the news, what the focus is in the news mm. a couple of weeks ago about medium format. So have a little a listen to that. Mm. That'll be fun as well. But yeah, I, cross I, promotion. <laughs> bit of cross promotion on the old old same podcast. So yeah, I hope um, if like if you've got any questions about long exposure or, or any you know photography in general, send us a question mm. over at whatthefocus uh, at gmail.com, whatthefocuspodcast at gmail.com. and yeah, we'll we'll definitely touch on this again in the future. We'll update what we've been saying, but yeah, that's that's my general overlook of how I try to teach people long exposures, uh, mm. just so they get a a good initial feeling about how how to create that long exposure mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of apps out there that you can just type in your exposures and you can you know you can get your exposure time but 
it's not all that fun. You're better mm. off knowing how your camera works. Yeah. And 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 making it work for yourself rather than always having to go into that app. Mm. And then before you know it, you're relying on that app and it becomes a bit of a pain. Mm. So then when mm. you don't have internet and you're trying to go into the app, it just doesn't work and you get annoyed and it's like, how do I... Then you start clicking buttons around and before you know it, you're angry at the world and... Yeah. And your camera's and your in the drink, yeah. you know, and you've got a wave go over your D850 and yeah. you've got really upset about the situation. Yeah, poor old the Coast Post. Yeah, the Coast Post, say, um, Pesmatron. Yeah, Pesmatron. He's like, so this morning started off great listening to episode nine on my way to the coast and thought I might try and get some nice foreground flow to go in for the monthly prize. So, yeah, yeah good on it. you. Uh, got to Cadillac Canyon early and there was nice slow moving wash hitting sandbanks so here I'm thinking I've got this comp in the bag and it does sound like I, I don't know what Cadillac looks Cadillac's nice is it? yeah, yeah. I'll have to Sam look Rima. it up after this yeah. oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah down, nice. down near uh, Phillip Island yeah yeah yeah, mm. yeah lovely mm. Um, anyway, next minute, bigger wash comes through, topples my tripod, and the new D850 is in the drink, and it's cooked. Cooked. So. It's on the, it's on the grill. Yeah, real sorry for your loss. <laughs> so, <laughs> really sorry, sorry for your loss. loss. Yeah. We'll have a, we'll have a, um, we'll have a funeral for that. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he's got insurance. No, he said, I wish I'd heard the insurance episode last week. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> I, 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 like laugh. I laugh, but yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's unfortunate. We've all been in a similar situation. I haven't lost a camera. I've mm. had plenty of waves go over the top of my He's camera. He's a nice photo. He's and it's been fine. Through. Yeah, it looks Look good. Look at that. It? Yeah, it looks all right. Mm. Yeah, the Coast Post. The Coast Post. Check them out on Instagram. The, yeah, the Coast, Coast Post. Post. Mm. All word. Mm. All one word. Yeah. Um, yeah, have a look. Poor bugger. Go like his photos and send him something on. Condolences, um, I think. Yeah. yeah, send condolences and mm. send him a dollar on PayPal. Yes. Yep. Crowdfund. Crowdfund. Set up a him crowdfund on the Coast Post. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll give him a dollar. Yeah, I'll give him a dollar. I've got a dollar in my pocket right now. Do you? No. I carry cash. <laughs> no, neither do I. No. Look at that. <laughs> Who does? Well, Coast Post, if you've got Paywave, we will give you a dollar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> next, yeah. Next time we see you. Yeah. Next nah, one. Yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah, that's... Um, it's unfortunate. Yeah, shocking. Yeah. Oh, well, better luck next time. You're a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, nah. There well, you go. There you go. Yeah. That's living. It certainly is. There you go. Mm. What do you reckon? Uh, I think we should say bye-bye. We should say bye-bye. Yeah. Yep. And stay creative. Stay, stay creative. Stay creative. That's our new outlet. If mm. you haven't already, make sure you follow us on all our social media platforms, What The Focus Podcast and everything. Send yep. us a question, whatthefocuspodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And until next week, you stay creative. Stay creative. And get dancing on the dance floor. Yep. Be, be a better person. Mm. As Jim Jeffrey said, I think we can all do better. That is profound <laughs> coming from him. <laughs> Catch us well, next coming, week. Yeah, anyway. Enjoy yeah, yourself. Yep. See you soon. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.